0: Thank you for joining us this week on Live Transform. This is episode number 57. Um, I really hope uh, that you uh, are are looking forward week after week from episode to episode. Because last week, number 56, Audrey, we concluded and it was just like, I can't wait till next week. And, you know, here we are. Exactly.
1: And if you missed that last week, you can go back, obviously, and listen to it. But we were talking about the difference between fruit and payment. We were talking about the correlation between even the words heaven and mind and how the kingdom of God really Mm -hmm. starts on an inward place in our heart. And I was so stimulated by thought even of how um, when, when the feast took place that... They the, the feast. I always thought it was to get forgiveness for God to bring these sacrifices, but it was for them to experience, to experience the God's fire of passion. God coming yeah. and the passion of Him for and just us. burning out all the dross and the yeah, sin uh, that, that wants to limit our life. And and okay, and I've got to say this. Right. When our when we are free from sin and, and we're forgiven, then our heart doesn't condemn us. Mm-hmm. And then we can rest in the fact that we're sons and daughters of the king, and then we can mm-hmm. enjoy yeah. his inheritance yeah. and his kingship.
0: Good. Well, Jim, thank you so oh, much. Would you
1: like to join yeah. our conversation? Um, w- <laughs> you're the one that you're the one that stimulates all yeah. this and, and uh <laughs> gets
0: all this. No, we, we all three, of we us. all three <laughs>
2: stimulate it. Are we gonna let wow. Jim
1: join the conversation yeah. we've been discussing? So Yes, we have decided to let
2: you join yeah. in. There you go. Uh, I'm but, glad to
0: be here, <laughs> Jim. We're talking about a progression. We're talking about the kingdom of of heaven. The kingdom of God is is righteousness, peace, and joy. And you and you're beginning to describe that there is a progression or there's a connection, you know, between the three of them. And yeah. and and last week we. I think we kind of began to look a little bit more at the righteousness. We started. Uh, I think we can
1: spend 2018 talking about righteousness. I think that's what we might do.
2: Yeah, and and, you know, I think we need to be review just in case anybody has dropped in and they didn't listen to last week's broadcast, because remember, you know, when we righteousness, the Bible says belongs to those who are mature and full of age, and it says by reason of use. Now, remember the kingdom of God is a mystery. Yes. And one of the one of the aspects of a mystery is that is that see even though we know the end, you know, we know how this thing is going to end. A mystery is something that you grow in and you it, it's 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 like you, go, you you come into it at a certain stage our capacity to accept some truth some information and it's sort of like you go through an initiation process of actually by reason of use yes that truth becomes a reality to you
1: yes yes
2: and so and you can't
1: rush that i mean you that no, is just, no, uh-uh. that is part of growing that's part of experiencing
2: exactly and so and so what happens is with a mystery the next phase and the next phase see people would look at this and get competitive and self-righteous they'd say well see i'm at a level that you're not i i I have people tell me that they'll come up with some weird doctrine it's just the craziest thing denies half of the bible and they'll just say well see the only reason you can't see this is because i'm just at a place that you're not i'm like well you know what i don't want to be at that place (laughs) because <laughs> when you know, when you get so spiritual, when you get so spiritual that the Bible's not relevant, when you get so spiritual that you don't want to win the lost, when you get so spiritual that righteousness is not important, then you're just too dang spiritual for me. Because I, don't, <laughs> I don't, ever, don't I don't want ever I don't want ever have that don't version want that of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. But so but we're not talking about where there is a general progression that everybody goes through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you're at step one Christianity. Now you're at step two. No, because the truth is the progressions that we go through, we know we, we have the information, but the progression that we go through, go through is the progression that I have to go through personally and internally so that I come to believe something in my heart. yes. And we always tell people, you know, this sounds kind of hokey, but it's 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 the no. peeling the onion process.
1: It is that, and you it's al- also the digestion. You think about it; dig- yeah. it's the same thing. You've got to just yeah. you got to get ex- exude all those nutrients, all the truth. Got to be assimilation. Everything. It's got to assimilate. Yep. And That's a much better word. Yes.
2: So, so we're on this journey, mm-hmm. and and for every one of us, we're all going to the same place, mm-hmm. but. What we've got to deal with in our individual lives, what we've got to overcome in our heart beliefs is different because we've all got different backgrounds. Exactly, mm-hmm.
1: We all have different things to overcome.
2: Yeah. So the mystery is, unfolds for us in the sense that when I, by reason of use, believe whatever it is I know in my life with God right now. Mm-hmm. Then and only then do I have the capacity to even see what the next issue is, what the next realm is, what the next uh, thing that I'm going to face and overcome, and and Mm -hmm. that's not negative, and it's not a race, it's not about how fast you can go, it's just about making this journey. So the kingdom of God is a mystery that is always unfolding, and if you're not getting Whatever it is you're walking through, if you're not getting it to work,
1: like if you feel the, stuck,
2: yeah, if you feel stuck, or even if you think you're not stuck, and see, this is the problem. A lot of people think because they learn the information and the definitions, they think they're not stuck.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But you guys, I mean, how many people do you know? I mean, I golly, I could think of easily a dozen people that I know right now that are successful in the ministry. uh, on some on some level of life, their their life is good. You know, they're good. They're godly people. I'm not saying they're bad people, but when you get to know them pretty well, they are dealing personally with the same issues they were dealing with 25 years ago.
1: Absolutely. Dealing and, and with rejection. You, it's one
0: of the cha- deepest challenges we have in working with marriages. Yes. Yeah. Is that they really do get stuck in the past. Right. And yeah. and the the self pity. You know, settles in, and they and they're and it's very difficult yeah. for them to get out of it.
1: Can I tell you what happened to me yesterday? This is so cool. Sure. I'll do it as fast as I can. But no, um, I was I am on session three with the girl that I'm doing heart work with. She's 34. She's, um, she works with holistic medicine, and she's you know got some sickness she was dealing with. So she someone told her about me that I would help, um, muscle test her emotions and help her through some stuff. So she got in touch with me. We had our first session, and she had this revelation that she can take a vacation from being amazing and trying so hard. I mean, she is like mm. literally one of those A types that is just, you know, I said, guess what, girl, you just received your invitation. You know, you mm. don't have to be amazing anymore. She was just blown yeah. away. You mean I don't have to be everything to everyone.
2: And, and, and if you were to go back and, and talk through her life with her, you know, probably 90% of every struggle in her life relates to that one issue
1: right yes right? yes 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 so
2: if you go back 10 20 years sure,
1: it's always been the same yeah okay so, so
2: but okay oh i'm sorry go ahead i thought you were finished oh no
1: no no, i wasn't because yesterday was our third session and and so i did we were we were muscle testing and she had this emotion and i said you know it came to the age 27 and um she it, it, we as we were reading out this emotion had nothing to do with any other person And I Mm -hmm. said, you know, we kept checking. I said, you know what? No, it doesn't have to do with your husband. It's not to do with your family. It's not to do with work or your career. And then I just got this sense from Jesus saying, Audrey, I care so deeply about her heart. This has nothing to do. This is just me and her and something inside of her that she's been wrestling with that has nothing to do with an experience or anyone else. And so in that place, I I had her, you know, imagine, you know, I said, I feel like it happened in a car. So she was in the car at the creek at age 27 and alone, and she was just having a breakdown. And I said, guess what, honey, Jesus wants to be with you in that breakdown that you had that day. But anyway, this heaviness overcame her. And she goes, what is this? What is this? And I, I wish I could take a long time to describe what happened. But basically, I said, the Lord's asking you if you will give him something, a gift, that is really precious. He's right there with you. He loves you. And the gift is very beautiful and you've been celebrated for it and it's your own strength. And she saw this picture of a shield, this beautiful shield that she had had all her life. And, and she said, but how do I give it to you? I've never not had this. I said, I know. Mm. With, with, with this journey together, she handed Jesus the shield And the shield dissipated and Jesus said to her, you no longer have to carry that because a princess doesn't need a shield. I am your shield.
2: Mm. And he
1: scooped her up in, in in her secret place and started twirling with her. And she just experienced God in this field. She goes... I have been reading about this for 10, 15 years. I read all the books about relationship with Jesus. I read everything about freedom. I learned everything that he loves me romantically and wants to scoop me up, but I've never experienced. But Audrey, it's here. It's mine. It's now. I don't even know what to do with myself. Mm. I'm experiencing (laughs) this. This is real. I'm running and I can't even stop running. I feel like a little Mm. girl. She just went on and on and on. And And I don't ever have to pick up that shield again. I don't have to be strong because where i am weak he is strong uh,
2: now if you it, anywhere in these last 10 years she's reading all these books and, and I hope if she's listening she I, I hope she understands we are not at all being critical oh, no, 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 we're, no, no, no. we're using we're using her story to to, to to help people that are fighting the same kind of battle but i but i would guarantee you that if you would have asked her anytime right after she had read one of those books, and had the excitement of, okay, I think I see something. If you'd have asked her right at that moment, she would have probably thought, I, yeah, I, I, I've got my breakthrough because of the information, because of being excited about the information. But, the, 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 and, and that's where we deceive ourselves, particularly in the West. We think that getting more information is the equivalent of taking another step. But and she really was not.
1: actually super frustrated that she had never oh. experienced the breakthrough in 10 years. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Like she had had all this by information. The time you, yeah. she goes, by the time you
2: get that far down the road, you are. You're like, you're ready to give up on God.
1: Yeah. She she just I thought mean, she was going to have to live with that kind of yeah. weight and heaviness in her that she had to do it. She had to make so, it happen. So the
2: thing is, is she's taken a step. Who knows how long and what God is in her secret yes. place. Yes. Is going to teach her about living in this, with this, this new, new reality. revelation, yes. this new reality, yeah. mm-hmm. and 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 the truth is, even though she's going to learn and and incorporate many facets of what yes. is going to be incorporated into her life, yes. just because of this one insight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. the truth is. Until she has incorporated that, actuated that yes. into her lived it heart, through. beliefs, basically
1: lived it. Through. In other words,
2: by by reason of use, yes. exercise her yes. senses to godliness to righteousness. Until she does that, there won't be another another true breakthrough.
1: It's so true. And that's why I wanted to bring up this incident when you started talking. I wasn't planning on it, but that's yeah. what I mean. It's, you, you got the revelation, but now she has to manage her mind and her thoughts and her heart so yeah. that when she's feeling in a funk again, she says, oh, I must have picked up that shield and started yep. doing this on my own again, or whatever she needs to do to remember what, yeah. what, what God's perspective is.
2: So, so with kingdom living, see, I, it, you know, I, want people to, I want people to see this is, this is the promise. And while those promises are yours... See, remember, grace has to do with the capacity. Grace is not only the ability to do something. That word has to do with the capacity to even believe something, to even be able to grasp something. And so, uh, you know, the Bible talks about God expanding our hearts or enlarging our hearts. And so, so my, in my walk with God... To whatever degree, like I say, that I, that I, whatever he's showing me. And remember, everything he's showing me is so that I can live in this realm of mm-hmm. righteousness, peace, peace and, and joy. joy. And remember, righteousness, you know, we're not talking about the religious concept of righteousness. We're talking about the continuum of righteousness that says your life is as it should be in other words you're 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 happily married you're in Mm -hmm. love you know with with somebody that loves you you're able to 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 enjoy this you're able to walk in this and and does that have to do with behavior absolutely because righteousness on the continuum like we talked about last week righteousness has to do with truth it has to do with belief yes. the continuum it has to do with behavior and it has to do with fruit yes. but th- but those are all continuums those are not earning something those are not stages of cause and effect i get it so 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 what what starts happening when when we accept truth and remember uh, when jesus taught the parables they asked him they said why do you teach in parables And he says, because it is given to you to understand these mysteries of the kingdom. Now, when we read that, if you're not careful when you read that, you think he's saying it's given to you, those that are in here. And in the King James, it says, but unto them that are without. And it sounds like he's saying, Hmm. see, those that are outside of our circle. But in in the Greek, that's not really what it's saying. See, people who are without are people who don't have the capacity of heart. Even grasp it. This is why, uh, if you know, you got Mark chapter four, and then I think it parallels over in like Matthew thirteen or fifteen, where, where he talks about the parable of the sower and seed again. And there he talks about the reason people don't get it ultimately is because they close their ears lest they have to change. Mm-hmm. And so, people who don't have the heart oh, for it okay. close their ears because change is so threatening to them. Transformation is so threatening. The idea of not being who they are and not being who they think they are, not living. See, see, righteousness believes I am as I should be, which means if I recognize something, uh, some attribute that I should have as a child of God, I'm not afraid to say, okay, I'll, I'll step into that. I'll, I'll yield to that transformation. I'll, I'll, I'll let my life change. It's not about trying to earn this and please God and, you know, that kind of thing. It's about saying, oh, wait a minute. If this is who I really am, then, oh, okay, I'm, I'm willing to put this on. I'm willing to let go of who I think I am. But, see, a lot of people, their only security is in this false sense of self that they've created, this, this you know, this false sense of where they're getting their security, how they're make, making, how they think they're making their, their, their life work. So if I'm always yielding to life as it should be, you know, I, I made, boy, I remember one time I got this, golly, I got this mean letter from somebody and, you know, trust me, y'all, y'all know I've gotten hundreds of thousands of mean letters over the last 45 years. I, I do not like mean letters. <laughs> but, you know, somebody heard me say, you know, when, when after, you know, when Brenda and I got married, I mean, I was dying. I had this, you know, I had a physical life-threatening congenital disease that had become complicated for which there was no cure at that time and and didn't have insurance and so man i'm struggling to hang on and and i can remember you know and i'd had a lot of physical healings but i can remember reading and meditate on the word one day and realizing that and see there's a paradox here remember everything in the heart's a continuum and all continuums have a paradox. And I, and I came to this realization that the problem wasn't that I was sick. The problem was that I had accepted that I was sick. I had an, you know, I had a reason, a justification for being sick. I mean, I was born with this. I didn't do anything to get this way. I didn't, you know, so, so I, you know, so I could, I could look at my life and give myself an excuse. And so I, I, I didn't make a choice in this and, and I can remember, boy, people have, oh man, I've gotten so much flack over this, Over not so much in recent years, but I can remember getting on my knees by my bed and apologizing to God for being sick. Not in this sense, because remember, sickness, if, if, if righteousness is as it should be, Then sickness is a manifestation of sin. I'm not saying it's a manifestation of what you have done wrong. That's not what I'm saying. And and again, some people ain't going to get this. They're going to misunderstand.
1: I got it, it, but that could get twisted pretty
2: quick. Oh, (laughs) yeah. And religious people do twist this stuff really quick. And people who are (laughs) condemned in their heart twist this stuff. Yeah. And but but you know we are in a fallen world. Like I say I didn't do anything to get this disease. I was born with it we're in a fallen world. Our our physical bodies are subject to a physical world and mm-hmm. and unless we supersede this physical world by spiritual laws that work in our heart then we just live in whatever this physical world gives us. But but see the problem wasn't the heart problem wasn't that I was sick. The heart problem was that I I had an excuse for it.
0: Hmm.
2: That that justified me being there which meant that I was I had so, I'd become so discouraged that on some level, to some degree, I was accepting this.
1: Wow.
2: And, and, and I did the same thing, you know, because after I got healed and I got, I got supernatural healed in 1983. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it it was a phenomenal healing, but then I was broke. I mean, I was so broke. I mean, I had had years of sickness with no insurance. I had missed you know, months of work, laying in the hospital, and, or just being at home in bed, mm-hmm. and so we were broke, broke, broke with a house full of kids,
1: right?
2: And, and you know, and I remember h- h- coming to this realization: there is not one way you get healed, and another way you deal with finances, and another way you deal with this. It's all got dealt with at the same place. It's cross, and and it's all the same process of putting on who I who God says I am, because righteousness puts on. It's true identity.
1: Wow. That's,
2: it's, just, it's just that simple. And I, I did the same thing about being broke. I remember, and this wasn't an act, this wasn't a formula, but I remember one night, man, I had been meditating on scriptures about God's provisions. And I mean, I literally got on my knees and apologized to God for being broke. And I told him, I said, you know, as, as much as it lies within me to believe you and to trust you, I will never be broke again unless it's because I've given it all away or unless I'm suffering for righteousness, but I'll never be broke again because, because I've, uh, you know, surrendered my faith because I've surrendered my trust. I have
1: compromised my inheritance.
2: Yeah. So you see kingdom living, everything that we're going to be walking through in this mystery called the kingdom of God is always first and foremost, moving us into our true identity, yeah. which is to put on our righteousness. Yeah.
0: So last week you mentioned the prodigal returning home. And when he returned home, he had a mindset that possibly he would be able to be a servant in his father's household. Yeah. But his father greeted him immediately and began to remind him of the truth of his identity. Yeah. Yep. You know, that was the robe, that was the ring, that was the oh, candle, yeah, that was the celebration because yeah. the father was saying, "No, no, this is who you are." And because of that, there is an inheritance for you. Yeah. And he and See, he wanted to come at it yeah. from a from a place of this is something I need to get. This is yeah. something that maybe I can earn back because I've squandered it. You know, I'm yeah. undeserving. And so I'm I'm seeing that in religion, you know, in people wanting to establish righteousness in their lives. It's Mm -hmm. this getting, it's this earning, it's when will I be good enough? When can
2: I achieve it? You know, God, are you happy with me now? And you know, since the kingdom is a heart thing, Mm -hmm. and since righteousness is a faith thing. It's just about believing the truth of who you are in your heart. And along the lines of the continuum, then that's going to manifest in my life. I'm not going to be doing something to become righteous and then get the benefits of of, of living righteous. It's because that's who I am. That's the fruit of who I am. And the benefits that come just come because I'm being who I am. Not because God has changed His mind and decided now He's going to bless me yeah. and, and and do something. Yeah. people
0: can hear the words that we you know speak. People can uh, read and gather the information that we might be sharing. and And I'm telling you this was a big part of the way I lived my, my Christian life for so long was that I want to get the words right and all that I really need is just a little more information yep. that I might have an experience yep. that, that that would then become my reality. Yep. Rather than knowing the truth mm-hmm. and 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 seeing who I really am in him and who he is in me, that that is my reality. Yep. And as, as a result of it, then I begin to have the experience. Yep. And then I begin to articulate, and I put words, and I begin to um, share the mysteries of the kingdom to others. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of times people approach it going backwards because they might hear the conversations and thinking, "Oh, I just need to get more information, and I need to get my words yep. right, get the formula, get the formula," yep. and they're and they're missing the finished work of Jesus, the relationship
2: and the truths and the reality of who we are in Him. And see, if we start from the place that I'm in Jesus and He's in me, therefore I am righteous. See, if we start from that place of identity, I am embraces every phase of the continuum.
1: Does it? Okay.
2: So, so, So if it's identity, if it's I am, then i'm never I, I don't ever really have to put emphasis on on trying to do it, trying to remember to do it, trying to feel like it you know what I mean yeah if this is what because identity is all about the heart it's all about believing something in your heart when you believe something in your heart, then it changes it alters your identity now, embracing the fact that I am righteous and see some people have very um, immaturely said, okay, if I brace the fact, embrace the fact that I'm righteous, then they have the idea. So, so then, then, okay, I'm, I'm righteous. So that's it. It don't matter how I live. <laughs> well, that, that violates the continuum because if I am righteous, my natural fruit of that is to live righteous. Yes. And then the benefits of righteousness come not, and it's all just the fruit. It's not, it's, it's so, so
1: you're saying that we can block the continuum
2: absolutely we, okay. you know we we can we can we can limit god in so many ways based on heart you know you know on heart issues so even though i am righteous there may be areas of my life that are not manifesting me as i really am in jesus hmm And so in the so I don't worry about that. See, I don't condemn myself about that. I don't try to always figure out what's wrong with me. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, if some part of my life, if it becomes obvious that it's not working, I'm going to do heart work and I'm I'm going to identify those beliefs. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. You know, just sometimes through whatever interaction I'm having with God or somebody that's sharing something with me, suddenly something explodes inside of me like it did with you and this girl you were talking to. Where suddenly you you see something that is so compelling to you, you start pursuing it It doesn't matter why you start pursuing the experience of a new reality. You just do. Yeah. And so you, you 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 begin then to embrace this reality in your heart, because it's a kingdom thing. Uh, you know, it's a heart thing. And so you're embracing this in your heart. And like I say, in your secret place, then God starts bringing all these, he, he weaves the web of all of the places where the dots about this truth connect in your life. And then through reason of use, you're literally putting on this new man. Yeah. See, this righteousness does not benefit any part of our life where we have not put it on. And even though in a certain sense we corporately mm. put it on you know, all at one time as far as making a choice, we obviously don't believe it in every area because it's not working in every area of There's our no life. There's
1: no manifestation of it.
2: Yeah. So we start from the place of righteousness. And in kingdom living, the the next aspect that we experience in this continuum of a journey is, is peace.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, you know, with peace, you know, in Romans 5, 1, it says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Now, you know, when I talk about the peace of God, I try to really be sure and make this big emphasis, you know, that Jesus was very clear that there's a distinction between the peace that the world gives and the peace that he gives. Mm -hmm. And like we've talked about in the past, the world, there's a lot of things that can give you a tranquil state of mind, but they'll destroy yeah, you. Right. B- believing a lie can give you a tranquil state of mind, but in the end, it's going to destroy you.
1: I hmm, never thought of it that way.
2: You know, using, a, 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 using a, 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 a substance can give you a tranquil state of mind, but in the end, it's going to destroy you on some level. There's all kinds of addictions you can give into. There's all kinds of substitutes. There's all kinds of things you can do to grab some brief moment of feeling good enough that you don't feel the lack. Right. So you have some tranquility.
1: Right. You're not feeling scared but, or you're not yeah. Yeah.
2: But that tranquility is going to go away. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have to go do more of what you were doing to try to to try to get that again. And that's where addictions come, you know, mm-hmm. come from. But uh, the peace that God offers, as we talked about a few weeks ago, in both the Greek and the Hebrew, it indicates that, that this word for peace not only means a tranquil state of mind, but it can mean to be healed, to be made whole, it can be saved, it can be prospered. In other words, every aspect of what God offers us in salvation is incorporated into these Greek and Hebrew words for peace. So you understand from that, this tranquil state of mind is based on the fact that you know you have access to all of the resources of God to meet all the needs in your life. And Romans tells us, and see, people don't realize Paul, all of Paul's writings, if you, if you know the book of Leviticus, he always, in all of his prescriptions for how to deal with issues, takes you through the exact same prescription that some particular sacrifice went through. The only difference is Jesus is our sacrifice now. Mm-hmm. Everything about Jesus is understood through those original sacrifices, and so, and so you know, Paul takes us through that very, that very progression of, like I say, of, of, of. Uh, you know, of reaching this place in your heart where you know you're forgiven. You know, dealing with your conscience so your heart doesn't condemn you, and then coming to that place of peace. And at that place of peace, then because you're reconnected to God as your source, there's nothing in between you and God. Then there is this this realization that all of God's resources are available to you,
1: and there is so much peace. In that, yep. I mean, when you Absolutely. said that, my tranquility and my calm and that feeling is that I actually have access to every resource of life that I have to have everything that I need. I mean, yep. there, there is so much peace in that, but it, it now it, it, it's a process, as you said, it's that. Because of use. You you opened up yep. today's podcast because of use. Because then every time that I am faced with an opposition that says you shouldn't have peace, and yet I go to that place in my heart and say, Yes, because of my identity in him and who I am in him, I have everything I need. And I am writing that truth, that truth becomes a firm yeah. belief in my heart. Then I am going to start living in peace. Yeah. Because and, see, and be connected and to see, God.
2: And Paul says there in Romans five one, he says oh, it says by you know, having been made righteous or justified by faith, we have peace with God. Yes. And remember the justification was by faith. The righteousness came by faith. It's because we trusted God, just like those Old Testament believers. They they trusted that God loved them. That's why they brought their sacrifice. They weren't bringing their sacrifice to get God to love them. God initiated that whole process as a way for them to come and get a witness in their heart uh, of, of his love and his passion to be connected to them. They weren't there groveling for, for forgiveness. Okay. Okay. Uh, they were celebrating that God made a way for them to experience that. So
1: righteousness is because I trust that God loves me.
2: Yeah, uh, and that I, that I am who He says I am. Yeah. That I am. And that I am a part of His kingdom. That I am. You know, I am. I am. I am. Yeah. I am. You know, <laughs> there, yeah. there, there's no end to it. It's, no. it's just all about that I am as I should be.
1: But then you were going to go on to say, but peace is because.
2: And so, so if I am as I should be. Yeah then there is no condemnation. There is no disconnection between me and God. In other words, this is, this is where we talked about with the prodigal. Mm-hmm. The prodigal, prior to reconnecting to his father, he had condemnation in his heart. He had an expectation of how his relationship with the father would be that was not based on How the father already loved him, how the father already cared about, how the forgiveness that he needed to experience was already in his father's heart. It was all all there. But the problem is sin, living as less than we think, you know, less than God sees us, less than God says we are, living less than as we could be. Always we project onto God that if I'm living this way, then this is how God sees me. This is how God relates to me. So in my heart, I can't experience the love of God. But, you know, the, 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 the prodigal came back to the father. And like Bob mentioned, you know, the father put a robe on him, put a ring on him. Clothed, and that's always a symbol of righteousness. Mm-hmm, Clothed mm-hmm. him Covenant. in righteousness, and this is how I see you. This is who you are. You are my son. You are still an heir, even though you squat, you know, squandered. You're still an heir. You, you know, there, there is no end to the resources that I have to enrich your life. And so, by reconnecting to the Father, then, then he has this peace. Now, all this striving all this starving, all this being hungry, all this being rejected, all this living in sin and living with the pigs, you know, all of this suddenly is meaningless. And it's replaced with this overwhelming peace that the father loves me so much that he has reconnected me to my inheritance. Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't take it away. He didn't disconnect me. I disconnected me. Mm-hmm. And re- and remember when it talks about the inheritance of the kingdom we have to always have to remember that when it talks about what we have in the kingdom it's always referred to as an inheritance and it- and when it talks about the effects of sin remember an inheritance is something someone has given you it is not something you earn right. it is something you have just because of the relationship yes but it talks about how sin makes it where we can't take hold of that inheritance. We can't receive the inheritance of the kingdom. And so it's all about the effect on our heart. Now, it, in the Old Testament, go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: You've also even said that sin is just living less than how God sees me. Yeah,
2: living less, seeing myself as less, feeling like less. I
1: mean, that's, that's a whole new definition for a lot of us.
2: Oh, yeah. So, you know, in the Old Testament with the sacrifices, after the peace offering, after they came back to that place of peace, there was a celebration. And man, that's where they would take their part of the offering, go back out to the other people that were there worshiping that day and have a celebration. In other words, this is where the joy part comes in. It's when I'm when I have. You know, when I have that right sense of myself in relation to my creator, when I have that peace from coming, that comes from knowing I'm connected to my father and my inheritance. And then suddenly all that's left for me is a celebration Hmm. of, of who I am and what I have, but especially how good God is to me.
1: I love how we have talked about the continuum of righteousness, peace. We haven't got to joy yet, but I mean...
0: The, celebration, the of, celebration of who I am, yeah.
1: The celebration yeah. of who you are, and it, it just becomes that outward manifestation of joy yeah. and celebration.
0: I, I, am loving this so very, very much. I really am. I, I know that you are as well, our listeners. But I have seen this has really just brought some real clarity, you know, for me in understanding of how I have missed over the years. Mm, true and. I mean, there's been just some real um, breakthrough, mm-hmm. you know, within my own heart and life, and but this is helping me to put words and in, in under- yes. understanding to the experience of 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 my reality. Yeah. But I see where people really do get stuck in that place of of having the excuse and pointing the blame. Right. Yeah, and and when they do, they just really get themselves in that funk. Yeah. they get themselves in that in that sadness, in that in that uh, woe is me. Mm-hmm. And I I can't believe not only did this happen to me, but it seems as though everything goes wrong. You know, with me, and and it's just this continual cycle. And they alienate themselves from the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. Yes, and knowing. Yes. His peace and celebrating in joy. And
1: nobody can do it for you. I wish we could do it for others, but we can't. It's their own choice. And I think of you, Jim, at the beginning, you talked about your kidney disease. You didn't ask for this and you didn't, you know, of course... But the fact that you said, "I'm so sorry," like you described that on your knees, your heart said mm-hmm. that must have been quite a revelation. Revelation you had oh, when you were was. on your knees—that was real for you, Jim.
2: But that was a yeah. loving revelation. It was
1: a loving revelation. Yeah,
2: yeah that wasn't condemnation. No, you know, like, say, the, the, hate, the hateful letters that I got over making those kinds of statements are like, are, are like, man, you're making me feel condemned. Well, uh, all I can say is, if that makes you, that's sort of like saying. God's got a million dollars for you and you haven't gone and got it out of the bank yet. Yeah. And so does it make you feel condemned or hopeful? Exactly. It makes me feel hopeful. <laughs> yes, it See? does.
1: And it just brings to a whole new level what we really do have in him. Like, that's all it's saying to me. It's like, I yep. am so sorry that I didn't open all these presents that have been in front of me mm-hmm. and for that so I, for so long. And you, you have been giving these to me every day
2: can I, can I touch on a subtle yes. thing I know we're out of time here no, no. but there's one subtle thing and I don't know how far we might go in this where we'll go next but you know one of the things that I'm seeing in the church world today a lot you know as people are have discovered the information about our identity there seems to be more of a celebration about my identity then there is a celebration about the god who gave me my identity ah. and
1: and
2: and in, and in the midst of the right information flooding into planet earth for the last 20 or 30 years we have still somehow instead of that information connecting us to God in a more deeply yes, per- intimate yes, personal yes, way yes. we have made it a celebration of self yeah and you and and you know you listen to testimonies and you even listen to the songs that people are you know thank God that I'm a new creation thank God that I'm the righteousness yes, of God in Christ yes. but the point is thank God
1: and, and how much does he love me that he would do yeah. this for me how much can I not be in love with him that he has established my identity? But it's all about him. If it's not about him.
2: You know, my sister has an interesting story from years ago. And when we, we, we would, you know, I, she, my sister was the first person I led to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we started this journey pretty close to the same time. And, um, and so I, you know, she was struggling with, with lack, you know, struggling with poverty you know, that kind of thing. And, um, Man, she was seeking God for prosperity, seeking God for prosperity, seeking God for prosperity. And I don't remember the circumstances of how God spoke this to her heart, but at some point in time, she came to this realization that the only reason she wanted to be prosperous was so she wouldn't have to depend on God. whoa, because you know the, the believing God for it was so stressful you know to yeah. her and 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 it is to most people yeah. and you know in the absence of relationship all truth becomes carnal if relationship is not the driving factor so if if at the end of the day of discovering i'm the I, yeah i'm the prodigal and i'm i'm back with my father and yes i have the peace that comes from knowing my inheritance is is safe and sure and it's mine, but the joy comes from knowing the love of the Father and the celebration is about God. The celebration is not about the stuff.
1: No, or even the peace, or even the, the yeah. righteousness and joy. The celebration is Him Himself. Wow! Great, great, great show, guys! Mm-hmm. Did that?
0: Wow! 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 Wow!
1: Huh? <sighs> Well,
0: I I don't want to miss out. Audrey, Jim, I don't want to miss out on my inheritance. No. No. Me
2: either. And
0: you know, I just kind of reflect over the episodes, you know that we've shared through this podcast and mm-hmm. and I I I have personally just over over the months just this um this phrase just keeps, you know, rolling over Inside of me and, and, and it's one of the series that we did and it's all about relationship mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and 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 I just nurture that that relationship that I have have with the Lord and it's it, it, so circumstances in my external the, they'll take care of themselves mm-hmm. but it really is about the love relationship that I have with him and, and he has with mm-hmm. me. And I don't want anything else, you know, to deter or to take that, you know, or to rob me from it. And so um, I, I hope my prayer is for you, our listener, is that as you've heard these words today, that you would have that sense of hopefulness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That there is an inheritance so much for available. you, yep. but it's based on your relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that's the invitation.
1: And the application to life is, Lord, I am so sorry where I haven't lived in your full inheritance because you have provided it and I am I'm am going to take it. Mm-hmm. No because more of excuses. who I am in you, you are mine. No more blame. No oh. more blaming. Mm-hmm.
2: I'd rather die believing a truth that I can't get to work than live denying a truth that has been that Jesus died to pay for yeah wow okay
0: All right, everyone Jim thank you love to you thank you guys yeah
1: thanks Jim we love you so much love to
0: everyone there at Impact Ministries people I'd encourage you um, visit the websites Live Transformed yeah go ahead Jim
2: oh I was gonna say I want everybody to know you know Bob and Audrey are heart they're certified heart physics coaches Mm -hmm. so they are people that you can reach out to if you want to learn to do hard work. If you, if you want to, they, you know, they can do this over the phone. They can mm-hmm. work with you from a distance. But if you're interested in making this journey, you know, it's great to have the programs and the modules that we produce and they can get those. But, man, a lot of times they need somebody to help them walk through certain challenging yeah. aspects. Just even one and, uh, or two
1: sessions, it's true. You can yeah. go to Bob and Audrey and it's under Relationship Consulting. Mm-hmm. But we yep. would love to make, have an appointment with you. Thanks for that, Jim. Good. Yeah. And um, next podcast, we're going to incorporate all this kingdom stuff into Christmas stuff. It's going to be good. Woohoo.
2: <laughs> That's right.
1: I don't know how, but it is going to
2: happen. It'll be <laughs> That's right.
0: That's right. <laughs> good. Thank you, everyone. Be sure to share this with others and go online. Use your actual computer, not, not your little personal device. And uh, there you can rate the podcast, uh, send a comment, and that will help us as well. Blessings on you. We'll see you next week here on The Transfer.